Dark Days of Dorothy Gale Aftermath For Episode 7 Chapter 3 Beatrice So you came back after all. Or you're listening to this episode with little to no context for what came before. Either way, I'm happy you're here. This week is a little bit of a retread of Chapter 6 of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale. That's Episode 8 of the first season if you want to go back and give it another listen. This is where we meet Beatrice, the love of the Tin Woodman's life. Although he isn't the Tin Woodman just yet, at this point he's still Nicholas. Half of this chapter is a retread, told from the perspective of Beatrice. A lot of the wording here is intentionally reused. I wanted a sense of deja vu and familiarity. Whether it worked or not, I don't know. We see the truth behind Beatrice's sudden desire to venture into the woods. We also get a glimpse into her childhood. I took a slight gamble with my choice of voice for her father. I'm not entirely sure what accent that is. A strange, indecisive blend of maybe Scottish and Irish, and probably a pretty poor representation of either or both. I figure, though, it's my world. It's not a real world. So, for a character such as this, that's never existed outside of Oz, it's okay if it isn't an exact replica of a real-world accent. I can simply say, that's a regular voice for a regular dude in Oz. Also, maybe a little strange that... He has a pretty thick accent while Beatrice does not. But again, my world. The memory Beatrice has of her father is one of my favorite moments. There's precious few happy moments in this book, and this is one of them. My favorite line of this book, or at least one of my favorite lines, is... For every god out there, there are three devils in here. The way history repeats itself, the way adulthood parallels childhood, and the way our pasts influence our futures is a strong theme that runs through this story. There's a lot of strong themes running through this story, but this is one of the strongest also, in my opinion, one of the most important. So much of what you're about to experience deals with the characters' pasts. Whether it's Dorothy, the Tin Woodman, the Wizard, Mombi, Lothor, or even a slew of new characters. This time around, everyone gets the depth they didn't get in the first book. I like the idea that, as children, we have some sort of guardian, some kind of magic that helps protect us, something that fades over time, maybe even disappears completely as we grow and mature. This idea is explored with Beatrice's voice. As a child, it's like a spirit 
traveling through the forest and, in a way, leads her father to where she is. As an adult, her voice doesn't even echo. It's silenced and stopped, almost forcefully. We also meet a young boy here. He remains unnamed in this chapter, but fans of Baum's other Oz works should recognize him from his description, his green clothing, and the bright feather in his cap. I've already mentioned his name once in this podcast, and if you don't remember it, or for whatever reason didn't catch it the first time, don't worry. I'll remind you of it in the next episode. There's something special about this boy. Something a little... off. He claims to be running from a witch that killed his family. His clothes are bloody. Well, some of his clothes are bloody. His vest is clean, but the shirt beneath it is stained. His hands are also cold. Not just cold to the touch, but they radiate coldness. To the point that when he grabs Beatrice's hand her entire body begins to feel a chilling effect from it. Reminded of the warnings of her father, Never trust the beings or the creatures you meet out here. The chapter ends with Beatrice at an ethical impasse. Help a small child, lost and alone, like she once was? Or heed the advice of her father? What would you do, my dear listener? Would you help a mysterious child, despite the dangers you've been warned of? Or would you leave him alone, out of fear that he is the danger you've been warned of? If I missed something, or failed to address something you feel I should have, by all means, let me know. I'm always open to questions, comments, or constructive criticism. As the youngsters out there say, a ham sandwich ain't a sandwich without the tangy zip of Miracle Whip. But that don't mean you can't be nice when you send it back. <laughs> totally nailed it. That made perfect sense and was exactly the type of thing young people say. You can always contact me on Twitter, Dark Dorothy G, via this electronic mail thing. See, again, sounding like a youngster. It's Dark Days of Dorothy Gale at Outlook.com. You can catch me on the gram or that TikTok application. The Ordinary Sun. That's S-U-N, by the way. And, of course, there's always the official Dark Days of Dorothy Gale website. ddofdg.com As of this recording, it has some cool Dark Days of Dorothy Gale merch and a collection of artwork, such as photography and sketches. At the moment, I'm not planning on making any Darker Days of Dorothy Gale merchandise, and I've also pulled Darker Days from Amazon. At this moment, I don't want to charge people for the experience. 
the story of Dorothy Gale is largely free. If you would like to support the show, I suppose buying a t-shirt or a sticker or something is really the coolest way to go about it anyway. I've got a lot of creative ventures going at all times. Photography, writing, podcasting, and believe it or not, I don't do any of this to make money. If, for some reason, you do want to support me as an artist financially, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash ordinarysun. Again, that's S-U-N. If you do, I'll, I don't know, give you a shout-out on a unsuccessful and obscure podcast? Or if you prefer... I would send you a handwritten thank you note. Drop it right there in the mail and send it your way. If you don't want to donate to this cause, that's fine too. I'm happy to do this either way. Say, speaking of other creative ventures, I have another show as well. It's called Lost in the Library. It's an experiment in the art of short stories. At the time of this recording, it features an agnostic look at the afterlife, an account of a young Nigerian woman with sickle cell anemia, a college prank gone wonderfully right, a rewording of the first canto of Dante's Inferno, a light-hearted yet mesmerizing look at a robotic dystopia, and will soon feature a children's book about a lightning bug who's lost his light. And a few more fun surprises yet to be announced. Again, that's Lost in the Library, and it's available ad-free, for free, on all your favorite podcast apps. Or at least most of your favorite podcast apps. Chances are you can find it on whatever you're listening to this on right now. So come back next week for Chapter 4 of Darker Days of Dorothy Gale. Love Loss. Thanks for listening. I love you all.